What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rolling in the Grass podcast. Um, I'm your host, Tyler. Your other host, Jose, uh, is actually in Florida right now, so he's not here to record the intro with me. We um, we operate out of two different states, uh, but we've previously recorded this, throwing it together, and um, we're going to talk uh, mostly football, a little bit of basketball, so I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Do that... Okay, so I guess we can just jump right into, if you want, the divisions and shit and go down the wire here. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great place to start. Uh, you know, I think just for uh, – I think it would be neat for us to save uh, the divisions of each of our favorite teams for last. I feel like okay. we'd, have, we'd have the most to say since we're most familiar with that. Um, me being a Dolphins fan and you, of course, being a – a Cowboys fan. Yeah, actually, actually, I've changed to the Browns as of recently. <laughs> the Browns. Well, we'll get to that when we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll we cross that bridge. But uh, so, um, I don't know. Do you have? Do you need like a reference or anything? Like, do you need to pull up any of the divisions? Yeah, I have. Um, I have it pulled up here. Let me get you have to it. it. Okay. Yeah. Just so you have, so you know where, where I'm at whenever we're talking about it. Right, and so both our respective divisions are the NFC East and the AFC East. So we'll save those for last because the worst is always the last. Yeah. I guess we can just kind of pop it off um, with the AFC West, which, I mean, at this point, kind of seems to be the I guess the most even division outside of the Raiders of course because John Gruden's out there fucking around yeah, um, he's, he's blowing up that team for sure so uh what's what's your pick for uh who's your favorite out of this division I don't know if I mean, have to go over this but yeah I, I think it's ahead. a pretty pretty obvious uh Kansas City is going to be the favorite out of there um I mean the Chargers they're sitting at five and two but I feel like things don't ever really last for them. Um, you know, there's an injury is going to come down the line at some point. It always does. Um, but I mean, they, you know, they're they're five and two at the moment. They've actually won four straight. That I didn't know. Oh, really? Um, yep. So that's pretty good. Um, I mean, Philip. You know, Philip always comes to play every year. It just Never seems like he has any help. Um, and they benched Melvin Gordon last week for some reason. Uh, he was injured. Oh, was, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was out. He was a game time decision. Gotcha. So they, they had to start Eckler and displaced. And they still managed to um to whoop whosoever's ass they were playing. Uh, it was a closer game. They were playing in London versus uh versus the Tennessee Titans, and actually they were they were beating them pretty soundly, and then uh the Titans came back, but. Almost made a late game comeback there in the fourth quarter, mm. like final seconds they couldn't close it out. Gotcha. Uh, the Chargers squeaked away with a win. Uh, cool. Those London games always usually tend to be pretty good for some reason. Yeah, they're usually pretty good. You know, um, it was pretty. It was a pretty good game actually. Um, it was a pretty sound game from both both teams. So, uh, what's your pick? I guess for the worst worst team in this division. I mean, right now it's obviously the Raiders. However, speaking on, um, you know, all that crazy shit that that um, Gruden is doing, I mean, 
you know, in his defense, they, uh, you know, they do have three first-round draft picks. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, and like you, like we were talking about a few days ago with Amari, I mean, the guy's catch percentage isn't great. Yeah. And then he did sit out a big chunk of the year last year. So, I mean, you know, the, the Khalil Mack decision was definitely questionable. I don't really know how questionable him trading away Amari for a first round pick is at this point. Um, I guess that kind of remains to be seen. Um, you know, all the talks about who won that particular trade, um, that's pretty up in the air at the moment. You know, if I, if I had a, if I had to take a guess, I think it's pretty even at the moment. I think you get, you get a, you get a number one receiver, a bonafide one, and you trade him for a first round pick. It depends on what you do with that pick in the end, but I think they came out even. I think, that's one of those trades where I'm like, oh, one side didn't win more than the other. Right. You know, you know I don't. Uh, it's definitely not beneficial for the Raiders at this point, considering uh, how much they're struggling. But if you're looking at the record, one in five, uh, what is there really to look forward? They have. They're not going to win the division, um, and they're very clearly. They're going to. They're very clearly out of the hunt, considering that the AFC is actually pretty competitive this year. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it personally. Um, but three first round picks doesn't guarantee a title either. It's not like you're gonna get three uh bona fide uh bona fide players unless you do your homework correctly. So Yeah, especially uh, with the draft history that the Raiders have. Um yeah, I mean, but we have, you have John Gruden under center now. We'll try hopefully making better decisions, but you know. And uh, I mean it's kinda hard to sleep. I feel like, you know, Gruden came in, they paid him all that fucking money, dude. I'll still never understand why they gave him such a that contract just right off the jump but i mean it's you know it it's a davis so they haven't been always known for making the best decisions as far as front office goes um but i mean it is it's also john gruden the guy's got a great football mind so who knows if what he's doing is going to work out or not um and then as far as the broncos go man they they smoked arizona Last week, right, put up all those fucking points on Arizona. And Case Keenum's one of my fantasy quarterbacks. They smoked Arizona so bad, and Case Keenum still only got like 17 fantasy points. What the fuck is that about? Uh, it's. Uh, I think it's just a, a thing where their defense came out and played. Yeah, but I don't even think they're yeah. that good, honestly. Uh, no, uh, and I think it's uh, – honestly, I think they're better than what they look this year. Uh, I think that their offense is being – you know, they're just very mediocre all the way around. Right. And, uh, uh, I wouldn't necessarily – the record shows it. They're, you know, they're three and four. So um, nothing too exciting with that team. I think that they, they kind of – you know, they won the Super Bowl. It's what happens to a lot of teams. They, you know, they, they kind of – the team kind of blew up after that. They had a lot of older players. So, right. Um, the Marcus Ware and Peyton Manning. And... Yeah, those are a lot of leaders that just left the team, you know. Uh, I definitely don't I, – I felt like, honestly, they should have uh, either, A, gone after a quarterback uh, more aggressively in the free agent market or, you know, maybe drafted one or something. Uh, but I really feel that's their missing piece. I think that their defense is good enough right now. It's certainly not where it was uh, in previous years. But, uh, you know, to get somebody like Case Keenum in there, you know, it's a little bit – I don't know. I just feel he's a very uh, mediocre quarterback, and I felt like his last season in the, at, the, at the Vikings, I think he was just really held up by like a 
a really good defense and right. really, 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 really good receivers as you're seeing now with uh, Adam Thielen and uh, Stephon Diggs. Right, right, and um, even you know Kyle Rudolph had a really good year last year with them. Yeah, um, um, and they've got good coaching down there too, man. That's that's they're pretty solid all the way around, um, which. You know, Kirk Cousins has always been good, but even he's kind of, you know, flourishing in that system a little bit. He looks less like a bonehead, every, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been, you know, my shtick with Cousins. He's always been a good quarterback, but that fool's a bonehead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it definitely, I think, Keenum's success with him last year had a lot to do with the system he was in. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think that – I don't think the Broncos really made any – Real leeway in the, in the in the quarterback thing. Um, so yeah, um, you know, as for like like you said, I'm gonna pretty much echo your sentiments on on the AFC West. It's a pretty it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, I really don't. Uh, the Chargers maybe. Uh, I mean, they're only a game behind technically. Right. So the Chargers could do something like that, but I feel like the Chargers is the same story. Uh. They've been playing some pretty good football. I don't really feel like they've been playing the kind of football that's, you know, making me go, wow. You know, it's not. It's definitely not a, as eye-popping as what the Chiefs have been doing with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Uh, and I think that they're just playing at a completely different level. Uh, just to kind of touch on the Chiefs a little bit and just to get your, your kind of your take on it, do, how do you feel about the Chiefs, you know, we could talk about Andy Reid's, you know, regular season Chiefs all day. Uh, you know, they've they, they how, how many times has he gone five and zero, six and zero at the start of the regular season, and then only to you know dip or fall in the, uh, near the end, and then completely just blow up in the playoffs. How do you feel about these Chiefs, uh, this Chiefs team's chances in the playoffs? Do you think they're a different team, or do you feel like you're going to get more of the same? I do um I do feel like they're a different team this year and I say that because you know in previous years um one of the things I've always felt like Reed has been really bad about and he did it again last year um you know Kareem Hunt came out at the beginning of last year and just started tearing shit up and then he stopped um, using him. And then he stopped using him. He stopped going yeah. to him towards the middle of the season. Um went started going back to him towards kind of the end of it. Um, and then they went in and he did the same thing. He went from, he went away from Kareem Hunt. Now, when you do that with the team and then with the quarterback that he had last year, Alex Smith is not an air it out quarterback. He, um, obviously not. Yes. He's, he's a check down guy, which is, you know, which is great if you're giving the ball to Kareem Hunt 20, 25 times a game. Um, I feel like with Patty though, he's not a check down quarterback. The kid can actually air the ball out. And um, Alex Smith could make plays with his feet, but I don't think not in the manner that Patty can, Um, you know, Patty's a little more prolific in that sense. And then I also think a lot of it um, has to do with, you know, Tyreek Hill continuing to show up or not. Um, You know, he didn't show up last game, which, you know, again, with Kareem Hunt being as good as he is, with Patty being as good as he is, and then let's not forget Kelsey, who I still believe is the best tight end in the league. Um, You know, I think, you know, yeah, you can argue with for Gronk, but I think if you give Travis Kelsey's uh, Gronk size, then you have the same exact player. Um, And... Travis isn't as stupid as Gronk either, so there's that as well. Um, 
you know, they, they have a great team, and if Reed's going to do the same thing when he gets into the playoffs and go away from Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, like he did last year, like he's been known to do in the past where he kind of wants to put the game in the hands of his quarterback, um, he's got a little better chance with that this year, granted that Patty's success stands up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think uh, he's something else right now. I don't know how sustainable that's going to be uh, through the rest of the season. Or maybe, I mean, maybe through the rest of the season, you know, he's been tearing it up so far. But we'll see how he does uh, within the next year or so. You know, defenses have always been known to adjust. Right, you know, they're going to learn him. and Yeah, they're going to find out. And I feel also, uh, you know, I just feel also he he just says uh, the, the speed on some of his receivers, you know. They get some insane separations. A lot of his throws are uh, are out to wide open these wide open guys, you know. Right. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens if they tighten up on the defense. You know, he has a little bit tight. If he has to throw into a little bit tighter windows, but I'm definitely impressed with him. Uh, he's on my fantasy team this year, so obviously yeah. I have a lot to be happy about. But uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs go. Um, right now. Yeah. Um, Right now, I'm definitely they're definitely fun to watch though. I definitely have to say that. Definitely, I mean, in that game with the one game they lost, dude, that shootout with New England was something else. Yeah, um, it really was. And to me, I don't know. To me, it really it was more of I didn't see the Chiefs that they actually lost the game. It's just they ran out of time. Oh like, yeah, they, absolutely. They two very evenly matched teams. There was nothing about that loss that made me think the Chiefs can't stand up to anybody in the AFC. If anything, looking at that, looking at the team. Uh, you know, going up against the Patriots at their place too, at Foxborough. This is a notoriously tough uh, place to play against right. Bill Belichick, which usually has a game plan. He still wasn't able to do anything. Uh, right. Credit to him too. He had a bad start to the game as well. Uh, the first half he was doing almost nothing, and he came out of the gates flying. I mean, I think that this uh this team might be the real deal. But again, we have to see. You know, with Andy Reid's history in the playoffs and stuff like that, we're gonna have to really see. Uh, what we get. Um, other than that, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else to say about the Raiders. I think we we touched on everything there on uh, uh, the Broncos. Are we are we done with this division? Is that pretty much? I would say so. I think uh, just one more little note on the, yeah. you know, on the Chiefs. Um, I will say that for, you know, Andy Reid, the last time I feel like he had uh, a team, I won't say a solid, because um, I still feel like there is some holes on the defense for that Kansas City team. Uh, they are definitely they're definitely missing Eric Berry, um, and he's going to come back, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, he's still just recovering from his injury last year. Yeah. Um, my last little note on the Chiefs here is the last time that Andy Reid had an offense and a team kind of as good and as talented uh, as the team he has right now. He took his team to the Super Bowl that year. That McNabb was so good. That first year they had Terrell Owens when he was in Philly. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Westbrook, uh, and they even made it to the Super Bowl without Terrell um, throughout that kind of last half of the season. Um, so, I mean, I think that's definitely something to keep in mind and to look out for um, for when Andy decides he wants to put uh, – it's, it's all going to depend on Patrick, though, I think, because at some point in this season, Andy's going to go away from Kareem and say, you know, it's on you, Patrick, go and get it done. Yeah. Um, so and I think he has the ability to do that. I feel like I do too. Does. I feel like if he had, you know put the game in his hands, I think. And the thing is, uh, you know, now that we're talking about it, another interesting point is uh, if you look at the system he ran out of in college, 
the the guy was asked to throw a hundred times a game. And that's right. exactly what he did. Uh, really, it was pretty like he the he's been slinging slinging the rock, literally uh, his entire college career. That's all he's ever done. So right, that's uh, what they do at Tech. So yeah, that's what they do. So he aired it out. They were actually showing. Uh, you remember that game uh, with him and Baker? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, they were showing. There was like a, there was like the anniversary for that game where you threw like seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's like, just insane, like dude. That was nuts. Oh man, that's crazy stuff. So. Uh, and then I guess we can kind of move on, which yeah. is it's, that's a good note to move on because we go here to the to the AFC North, and we'll start at the bottom of this division. Um, speaking of Baker Mayfield, um, yeah. you know the the Browns, man, they're the Browns are five ten minutes away from being a, a shit a five and three team. Uh yeah, how many overtimes game, games they have played they had this week? Four overtime games this year. Yep, four overtime games. Uh yeah, definitely. Uh, we, I think we can both agree that uh, at the bottom of this division it's going to be the Browns as much right. as they come. Uh, that's just I think that's it is an interesting note. I feel like I feel like they're right there at the edge, you know, at the cusp. I think they they need a couple more things to happen. Um. I don't know if it's the co- – I really couldn't tell you what it is, though. I don't know if it's the coaching. I feel like the this defense f- is there. I think they have a decent enough defense. Right. Uh, I just feel like there's constantly things either uh, on the offensive side. They just can't catch a break either. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of penalties that have been called against them that have, got, that have gone for the other team's way as well. So, um, you know, I just it's – a, it's a tough thing to the Browns, so – it is, and I don't know that it's defense so much. Um, yeah. I, I mean, not, I mean, not defense, uh, coaching so much. I mean, yeah, yeah, the the decision not to start Baker at the beginning of the season, I think, uh, was a bad one. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't. And I don't think that's really even a knock on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod's a, a solid quarterback, um, but I think if you in today's NFL, if you take a quarterback at number one, um, you pretty much have to start him. Um, yeah. And you know, obviously Baker's—he's—he hasn't had great prolific number games. Um, he comes out and he plays well. I think uh, he plays well enough. Anyway, um, there's definitely still a lot of things for him to work on. Um, I do think Baker is different than a lot of these other quarterbacks that Cleveland has gone after so early. Um, I think they might have found their guy if they can keep him protected and keep his growth up. Um, I mean, Jarvis Landry obviously is an incredible receiver. Um, the guy is, is extremely talented. Um, and you know, they've got, uh, Duke Johnson, I believe has played pretty decent this year on the offensive side. Did they release Carlos Hyde? Uh, they traded Carlos Hyde. Did they? They, they traded Carlos Hyde to the, uh, Jaguars actually. Huh. And they, and Nick Chubb is taking over starting duties. Nick Chubb, that's who I was trying to think of. And yeah. I've got um I've got a good feeling about Nick Chubb too. He played very well at Georgia. Um, uh, yeah, people forget how big of a beast he was before he had that injury. Right, and yeah. um, it was and a yeah, yeah, it sucked that he got that injury. You know, in his first season as a full starter after Gurley left. Um, because those those other couple of running backs at Georgia were able to step up and like, okay, now we're going to run a two or three back system when he gets back. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's rough for Chubb. But he's he's played pretty decent, I think. You know, he hasn't been, a, um, you know, an Ezekiel Elliott or a Kareem Hunt in his rookie year. But he also, I don't think, has had the uh, – I don't think he has the explosive ability that Kareem has. And he hadn't had the line that Zeke had his rookie year. Um, so there's that. Chubb's definitely um, something to watch. And, you know, Duke has always been a very good – you know, third down back, back up running back. He's played very solid for Cleveland pretty much his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as solid as he can playing for Cleveland uh, anyway. And then, like you said, that defense, they've been good for, for I think for a number of years they've been pretty good. Um, it's just always been the offense that hasn't been able to keep their end of things. Um, Cleveland's kicker sucks, but – you know, that's, that is what it is. You don't, most of the time you don't want to rely on your kicker anyway. Um, and then I think moving up to, you know, uh, Baltimore, um, some interesting stuff going on in Baltimore at the beginning of the Flacco came out really hot at the beginning of the season. And, um, you know, a lot of the talk had been is because he felt pressure with them drafting Lamar Jackson. Um, and I think for good reason, I mean, Lamar's probably the future quarterback of that team. Whether that's a good idea remains to be seen. They haven't really come out and let him throw the ball at all. Um, but, I mean, obviously they still have enough faith in Flacco to continue starting him and giving him the keys. But, you know, it's um, he definitely felt the pressure of them drafting and came out and played very well at the beginning of the season. God, what did they – was it the Bills they played the first week of the season and just absolutely destroyed them? Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a, a a trend whenever you do, whenever you play the Bills for the most part. Unless you're like the Vikings or the – I still don't get that. I don't know. It's, a, you know. it's one of those things. Any any given Sunday kind of deal. <laughs> right. I guess so. That's really the only thing you can, you can chalk it up to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Ravens, they – the Ravens are kind of a – kind of a weird team to to weigh out these days um just because after after their Super Bowl Flacco has played so bad but now he's he's back and playing well again and I mean even this division is pretty solid um again you know the Browns they're five ten minutes away from being a five and three four and three team right up with all the other ones um the Bengals are at four and three. They've played pretty well, but it's going to, I have no doubt that it'll be the same old story with Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Um, he may finish the season out, you know, six and oh, and he's going to come in the playoffs and throw four fucking interceptions in the first game. That's what Andy does. Or um, a prime time game, you know. Yeah, or a primetime game. He just, for whatever reason, he doesn't perform well in those. They got annihilated by the Chiefs. Was, yeah, they did. And, you know, that, that was, was crazy. I thought that was going to be a competitive game. There was supposed to be a lot of points scored, but they couldn't. Uh, Chiefs put on the gas, and that was it. They were gone. Done for. And, it's you know, you, you almost feel bad for Andy uh, with that. But, I mean, yeah. at this point, it's, you know, that's that's something to do with you, kid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mixon, uh, Mixon's definitely playing well, I think. Um, he And who's... Andy's receivers these days. Uh, you got AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, AJ Green. I can't believe I didn't even think of that. And, but AJ's kind of been known to fall off at the end of seasons too. 
Either that or get hurt. Yeah. Um, in the last few seasons, anyway. What they got, they do have Tyler Boyd, which is a which is a great, which is another good wide receiver. He's coming to his own this year. Right, and they can't keep Eifert on the field. He's always hurt. Uh, he he's he's hurt again. That's it. Yep. He's done for the season. Uh, they're always letting him go. Um, <laughs> crazy stuff. What what do you th- what do you make of the Steelers? You think they win the division? I think they probably do. Um, I don't. I honestly, at this point, I don't think that'll really mean much. Um, the Steelers are a train wreck, dude. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like volatility going on around in that in that office and in that locker room right now. Um, I mean, especially with Le'Veon Bell, like I guess I feel where Le'Veon Bell is coming from with the way that he's trying to do things. Yes. Um, you know, I don't. The, the man wants his money. Okay, I get that. Um, and you know, if if he's willing to sit out this year to do that, okay, that's his prerogative. Um, and you know, and, and if the Steelers don't want to pay, obviously he's a top running back in this league. Um, he did play a full season last year, which was something he hadn't done in his career up until that point, and that's my only knock against him. Um. You know, he, he hadn't been able to stay on the field, be it being injured, be it him being suspended. Um, you know, he played his full season last year. His numbers showed, and, you know, the guy wants his money. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to get his money from Pittsburgh. I think he's going to end up somewhere else next season, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the way that things are going right now. Um so Pittsburgh, yeah, they do win that division. Doesn't mean much when the playoffs start. I don't really think so. Um, I, ben doesn't have that in him anymore. I don't think he's still a, a good quarterback, especially since he has, um, you know, Antonio Brown and Juju's a good receiver too. Uh, I really like Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, but. You know they're they're a train wreck right now, and Ben. Uh, this is probably Ben's last year. I think may, mo, more than likely it's his last year. Yeah. Um, which may or may not be a good thing for Pittsburgh. I feel like at this point, um, he serves just as much as a liability as he does, a, you know, a solid piece of the puzzle. Because in in his younger days, yeah, he could stand there in the pocket for twelve seconds and make something happen, but he's always been a big guy, and he's old and big now. He doesn't move near as well as he did in the past. Um, so him standing in there in the pocket as long as he does, that's going to start equating more and more sacks. The guy already gets sacked a lot as it is. Um, and it's not his line's fault 75% of the time. So I think Ben's on his way out. Um, what? Who do they draft? Mason, what's that? No. The kid from Oklahoma State was that the one they drafted? Uh, I believe so. I don't remember. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's Mason something. Um, so he'll probably get the reins next year. Hopefully, he's been because Ben already came out and said he wasn't going to teach him. Teach him a lot like Brett did Aaron Rodgers. Mason um, Rudolph. That's what it is. Um. So hopefully he's paying attention, and hopefully Antonio and Juju will stick around, and he'll have some receivers to throw to. 
And well, even James Conner's not a bad running back. Um, he's yeah. had a pretty decent season. He's had a really good season, actually. Um, yeah, his haircut's a little fucked up, but... Yeah, that's another story. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, something else. <laughs> um, you know... Uh, you know, to well, to, you know, in my opinion, I honestly think, uh, you know, the division's kind of wide open right now. Um, I do, I do feel like things are gonna fall in line more as the season goes on. Uh, specifically with the Bengals, I agree with you there. I think that we've we've seen the story a hundred times before with Marvin Lewis and uh, and this team. Uh, I don't really expect anything too different. You know, for a second there, I did until they played the primetime game against Kansas, and then the old Andy Dalton and the old Bengals showed up again yep. uh, with all their stuff. So nothing uh, too surprising there. Browns at the bottom, I agree. Uh, the only thing that I might say is uh, I think it's honestly – because you're right, I feel like the, the, the Steelers are on a perpetual fallout right now. Uh, they're just not where they need to be. Uh, well, you know, in terms of the whole Le'Veon Bell thing uh, – I don't really have a strong feeling either way. I feel like uh I feel like uh, he's totally in the right to do what he uh what he has to do, Le'Veon Bell. Um But, you know, I feel like the Steelers also have a, a good position too. Like you said, he finished his first full season just last year. That was that was also my only knock on him. Uh and sometimes that he didn't even finish just because of injury, so there's obviously also a character issue there that you might you know, you might want to stray away from. Just because right. it's suspended, you know, however many times for really something stupid, for weed, you know, he really, that's something ridiculous. You shouldn't be getting suspended for anything like that if you're a professional athlete, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Yeah, it's just dumb. Um, you know, now when it comes to the Ravens, I think that's an, uh, I think that's another thing. Um, I think I think if uh, you put Flacco, if Flacco starts playing well enough, I think they could win the division outright uh, pretty much. I don't. I, I do think at the uh, at the end of things, I don't think either of that's going to matter too much because I think that these are both very lackluster middle of the road teams. I don't really see them making it uh, making it to the conference finals. Uh, right, not to at the all. AFC conference. I just I don't think. I think the amount of talent in the AFC now, or you know, compared to the other teams that they have, uh, is just going to be too great. I just I don't see it. I don't see either one of those teams. Uh, doing much, in my opinion. That's just me. You know, they could prove me wrong. Maybe Flacco goes on another crazy streak before the end of his career. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, I sincerely doubt that. Yeah, um, you and me both. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm really interested to see what 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 the future holds for the Steelers after uh, after Ben's gone. I do agree that he's going to be leaving soon. I don't know if it's going to be next season. Uh, I think he might play a couple more. But um, I definitely think that the uh, it's going to be changing pretty soon. It's going to be the end of an era for the Steelers. Uh, I don't know. I definitely don't think they're going to have the uh, the kind of success that they've uh, enjoyed over the past, you know, you know, through throughout Ben's career, I guess. Uh, Let's touch at, on. So. Go ahead. Right. Um, Go ahead. What? So, what are your thoughts? I guess just real quick before we move on. What are your thoughts on Tomlin? Tomlin? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a, that's very interesting. Uh, is, is it a go down with the ship? Is it going to be a go down with the ship kind of thing? Um, cause I mean, yeah, they're, the Steelers are 
at the moment they're kind of taking care of keeping him where he's at. Um, and, you know, obviously um, they don't care much about as long as, you know, they're making the playoffs. It kind of seems like he stays in good standing. But, I mean, after a season like this where you've had Le'Veon sitting out, where you've had uh, Antonio Brown come out and say, you know, some, some suspect things as far as um, – you know, like the whole "will trade me and let's find out" sort of thing. He went. He said to that reporter on Twitter, um, "You know, it's is he is he losing control of the team? Is that does that play a part in it?" Or I think, in my opinion, I think uh, if you're looking at the Rooney's, you know, Rooney family, I think that they're 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 used to winning. If right. for whatever, if you know, regardless of locker room dysfunction, if Mike Tomlin can get him to the playoffs and keep him a competitive team, you know, not a wild card. I'm talking about keep him competitive to where they're playing at a respectable level. I think he, that he would stay. I don't feel like uh, Tomlin's going to stay there much longer. I don't feel he has control of that locker room. I feel like every time you see the Steelers now, uh, it's not about how good they're doing. It's about another issue in the locker room. Right. So I, I think, uh, I think you're at the verge of a blow up. If for some, if somehow Tom was able to get through this whole, uh, Le'Veon Bell mess and somehow stabilize this team, maybe even, uh, a quarterback change as soon as you're talking like Ben retiring next year and he could keep them competitive, keep them going to the playoffs. I think he, I think he'll have his job. Yeah, uh, some years I, to his life. Yeah, um, I think he will keep his job because I think, you know, the, the Roonies just want – they're used to having a pedigree of winning. The, the Steelers have been historically one of the most winning franchises, and I think that the moment that they see that that, that, that that's falling apart, uh, they'll, they they have a good front office, man. They always right. have a good front office. They'll know if something isn't working, they'll go in there, replace it, and put the right guys in there that they need to. So, in my opinion, it's, it's directly tied – uh, you know, to what happens, it could possibly be as early as this season. Maybe they'd have enough of it if they if they tank. Something happens the rest of the season, and they don't even they can't even win their division. I think it's possible they let them go. Um, but I think it's gonna happen uh sooner rather than later, in my opinion. And that's all contingent on whether he wins or not. Right. Uh, yeah, so and I I'm pretty much in agreement with that. Um, you know they they can definitely look past the whole fiasco that this season has been as long as you know he keeps putting w's on the board yeah so we'll see it's definitely there them and the browns are definitely the most interesting team in that division um you know for two completely different reasons of course but um it'll be interesting to see how that plays out not so much this season but in the next couple of seasons yeah and see if, um, you know, if the Browns can continue to grow and if the Steelers continue to sink. Um, so it'll definitely be something to watch. That's a, that's an interesting division, to say the least. Um, the next one right now is very interesting. Um, going Moving into the AFC South, um, that whole <laughs> division is kind of a – train wreck in and of itself um you know i mean got... I just just real quick i just want you to think is there any other division that has been so severely underperforming as as all the teams in this one not at all i mean we'll start yeah. with the the fucking jaguars dude um what is uh what's going on with that 
<laughs> I mean, I think a big part of it is that Leonard Fournette's been out since the first week of the season. Um, you know, having a a solid every down running back like that being on the bench is definitely detrimental. Um, and it shows on Blake Bortles, um, here recently, um, who, you know, they benched him last week and they're, um, they, I did read that they're going to start him this week, but that he's on a, a very short leash. Um, which, I mean, I think Blake Bortles just came out of, has just come out again this season, really just showed us who he was again. Um, that's, you know, people after last season, they wanted to talk about Blake being, Oh, he's not that bad. No, Blake is that bad. He just had a good running back to take the load off of him a little bit, and that defense is – even right now, that defense is still good. I mean, they just gave up two, I think – did the Texans score 40 on him? Uh, no. No? The, the, the Texans scored 20 on him, but they were only able to muster up seven points. Got you. So, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys put up 40 on him the week before – yeah, that was um, a disaster. And then the Chiefs put up 30 on them. Yeah, so that was – and that's three weeks in a row. I mean, that's 100 points and – or 80 points in three weeks. You know, that's that's, that's not tough. good. Yeah, especially with, you know, with the way that Jalen – and don't get me wrong, I like Jalen Ramsey. He's a good cornerback. Um, but if you're going to run your mouth like that, you're going to get right. a target back you know yeah definitely um and it, it'll be interesting moving forward with them to see um you know obviously they need Leonard Fournette back um you know maybe getting car TJ Yeldon hasn't necessarily played bad uh no. maybe getting Carlos Hyde will help a little bit in that respect um but I think the majority of that falls on Blake Bortles and that defense uh because that defense that's supposed to be you know, that's supposed to be their bread and butter's defense, and they've been very underperforming, uh, especially in the last three weeks. Yeah, um, I, I do feel, just to touch up a little bit on it, I do feel like that is uh, sort of directly tied to the how poor their offensive performance is. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're going three and out so quickly, I think that's going to have an issue on the on the defense. And I just think even further than that, I think it's a little demoralizing knowing that you as a defense, you know, it really shouldn't be that the defense has to go out there and make a play and score or put, right. put a, you know, I don't really feel like the the onus is on them, you know, to do stuff like that, uh, especially in such an offensive-driven league. If you're sitting there on the defense and you have a guy like Blake Bortles on the other side and you don't like, shit, this guy's going to come out here, throw a pick or just put us in a really um, in a really bad position. You know, it, it could be discouraging. It could make the defense feel like they need to do even more than they're already doing. Right. Um, so I do feel like I, I feel like the biggest thing is the, is the quarterback on that. They need to get a quarterback. They didn't address it. Uh, why they wanted to give Blake Bortles? They kept with him. There was, I think, there was plenty of opportunities in the draft for them to trade up, get a quarterback, put somebody, even if it was somebody behind Blake Bortles. To, to develop them a little bit, and they failed to do it. They didn't want to address it, and I think it's coming back to bite them. Uh, I think I think right now, uh, as you know, at the start of the season, if you were to talk, talk to me and say uh, the Jaguars are in danger of losing the division, I would have said you're crazy. Um, not so much because the Jaguars are that talented, but if you look at the rest of the division, they're they're garbage. There's 
not good. There's no competition here. No, uh, the, the team winning that division right now is the Texans, and I mean, my personal bias aside, they're not even that good of a football team. Um, yeah. You know, they've they've lucked out. You know, Indy and Buffalo handed them wins. Um, they beat, I would say they beat Dallas fair and square. Um, I mean, they beat, they beat us because our offense is garbage. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll touch on that later. And their, their best player, you know, is obviously Deshaun. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is probably their best player. He's a great receiver. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson though is going to sit there at second best. And that guy will be lucky if he can walk by the end of the season. Bill, he gets his ass kicked every week. Um, and I think you know, it's, it's amazing his production, even considering that. Right, and yeah. he's always on his ass, dude. And I mean, the to me, if anybody was gonna, and you know, even them right now are sitting above the Jaguars. But if it, anybody was gonna win that division, and it wasn't gonna be the Jaguars, it was gonna be the Titans. Um, you know, the Titans are still at a three and four; they're almost at five hundred. Um. Yeah. I feel I don't know. They don't have any receivers. They hadn't had any receivers in years, I don't think. Um, that's just a bad spot for receivers for some reason. Uh, um, yeah. And Mariota's not bad. He's a good. He's a decent quarterback. Um, you know, Derrick Henry, I think, has potential to be one of the top running backs in the league. But. I don't know what it is with the Titans, man. They they can't ever really get any production out of their receivers, which is, you know, kind of a sad thing because they have such a good quarterback at the helm. Yeah. And but I definitely wouldn't have expected the Texans to be the one sitting at the only team at 500 or over 500 in that division at the um, middle of the season, yeah. Right, because I don't know, dude. Yeah, that I feel like their front seven is good. Um, as far as the defense goes, maybe just their front two and Watt and Clowney. Uh, Whitney Merciless is good. Um, but just they're the Texans are an underperforming team. Um, you know, they come out every year and they go, oh, we got all this talent. We've got, we're going to do this. And I, a lot of that falls on Bill O'Brien. Don't get me wrong. He's not a very good football coach. Um, he's not a very good NFL football coach. Maybe he was good in college, and it goes like that for those guys sometimes. Um, but he makes – I feel like he makes really dumb decisions. Um, you know, a dumb decision is basically what got one of Watson's lungs punch, punctured against the the Cowboys. Uh, you know, Jalen Smith fucked him up on that play where at the end of the half where he ran out to the right to try to get to the end zone, and Jalen Smith just ate him up. Um they're just not a good call. O'Brien's kind of a bonehead. Um, and then, you know, you jumped out to the bottom of the division where you have, of course, the Colts, who have been bad for a number of years. Um, uh, well, that team is just boo-boo, except for everybody except for Andrew Luck. It's the Andrew Luck show. It is the Andrew Luck show. And the Andrew Luck and the T.Y. Hilton show. Hilton has uh, been consistently good. Um, and Luck's getting back into his thing now, too. I, I you know... Admittedly, I was one of those people who thought that Andrew Luck was done, um, just because you know that's that's your shoulder that's messed up, man. That's your you know that's your money maker. Yeah. Um, but you know he's proven me wrong. He's playing very well. I I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, and I never start him, and I'm starting to regret it. Um, 
because he's put he's consistently gotten better as the as the year has gone on. Um, so you know, I I was wrong about Andrew. My bad, Andrew. Um, but the every other facet of that team is garbage. Um, to this day, they don't have any running backs. They've never had running backs on that team. Uh, the best running back they ever had was Marshall Falk, and I think he was there for all of two years. Yeah. If if that, and that was the last time they had a good running back. Even when Peyton was there, they didn't have any running backs. Um, I mean, there's not really a lot to be said about the Colts. It's Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, and that's it. Um, that's why they're so bad. Uh, Luck's line isn't even that good. He gets pounded on a lot, too, which is why he's in the physical condition that he's in. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty cut and dry. You know, there's not a whole lot to be said about the Colts and Adam Vinatieri too. He's great. But when your kicker is the third best player on your team, he, you have a fucking problem. Um, <laughs> and that's, and especially with a kicker like Adam Vinatieri, who's got to be a hundred years old at this point. So the Colts, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, the division is a train wreck. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about the Steelers themselves being a train wreck. This whole division's a train wreck. Um, front office, you know. It's all just bad. It's um, all bad. You know, the, I think the Jaguars have the strongest front office in that division uh, outside of the, the Bortles ordeal. Um, Tom yeah. Coughlin's a great football mind. Um, and I think if – if any of those teams are going to write the ship and let's say, you know, look, look to next year and get better, it'll be Jacksonville. Um, until the Texans get rid of Bill O'Brien and put a line around Deshaun Watson, um, I think they're destined kind of for the same thing they've been dealing with for, I mean, let's say the last five years. Um, they play real good in certain points of the regular season. If they manage to make it to the playoffs, uh, the bottom falls out. Um, the Titans, I honestly, I don't know that there's any room to move up for them. I feel like there's a ceiling for them and they've been at it for, I guess since Mariota got there until they can put some receivers around that guy, he's going to have a hard time man, and he's very injury prone as well. Yeah. Um, and then the Colts are just going to continue to be bad until, I guess probably Jim Irsay dies, so which might be soon. Which might be great <laughs> given his cocaine use. So um it's that's that's a rough division. It's a it's a mess. Um and that's really all I got on it. You know, the Clowney's good. Um I hear talks all the time that a lot of the Houston fans don't want to pay Clowney when it comes time to do that next year. I think that would be a mistake um, because what will happen there is you won't pay him, and then he'll go to a team that's a contender, um, and you're going to regret that for as long as Clowney plays in the league from that point. Yeah, and I mean, J.J. Watt's right around the corner. He's he's getting he's getting ready to retire pretty soon. Oh, yeah. he's like, His body, happen. especially if he suffers another – uh, another serious injury this year. Um, you know, I was saying a couple of years ago, Watts got three or four good years left in him. Um, and the way at the rate he's been getting injured, it might be shorter than that. Um, I mean, the guys don't get me wrong. The guy is great. He's in, he's what you want in a football player. He's outstanding, you know, off the field. 
Um, he pretty much does things right on the field when he's on the field. Um, it's just those kind of things where his body's not going to hold up. He went very, very hard for those two or three years where he came out and made a name for himself. But, you know, unfortunately, your body just doesn't hold up with that sometimes. And I think that's that's definitely the road Watts going down. If he doesn't stay healthy this year, if he suffers another serious injury, I might look for him to retire at the end of this season if that's going to be the case. Now, if he stays healthy and plays the whole season, maybe he's got a couple more in him. But, um, you know, we it's it's hard to say at this point. Yeah. You know, uh, pretty much I don't think there's a bunch to touch on here. Uh, my bold prediction for this for this thing, if you even want to call it bold, uh, I think the Jaguars will turn it around and eventually win the division. Uh the good news for them is that they don't. I don't feel like they're going to have to win many more games to get to the top, just because of how underperforming everybody is. Right. Um, if, you know, if it's not the Jaguars, I might give it to the Texans just because they might be more consistent. Um, the only other thing I could really touch on the Titans is I feel like they're that one team in the NFL that uh, you know can suck for four or five weeks in a row. And then take down somebody that that's number one in their in the conference. Mm-hmm. That's they're good the at doing they that. Yeah, they're good at doing like having these surprising games. So maybe on just that alone, they might be able to somehow string together enough to to you know maybe win win their division. Uh, as it stands right now, unless you know, barring the Jaguars turn their stuff around, get their defense back to where it is. Um, maybe Blake Bortles stops his mistakes, or maybe Cody Kessler comes in and ends up being decent enough for him. Um, you know, I you know I just don't see anybody anybody in this division doing anything anything uh, anything in the playoffs. Right, right past the first round. Yeah, these are pretty much all very uh, these are all garbage teams. In the AFC, there's only one other division uh, that's probably. Uh, that's probably as bad or arguably, you know, has as many underperforming uh, teams, and that would probably be the AFC East. But we're not going to talk about that just yet. Just yet, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's the AFC South for you. I think the that's definitely the sloppiest division in football right now. Um, we could agree. Yeah. Least, right? right, absolutely mm-hmm. we can. So we'll jump now to um, to the NFC West, which – um, you know, we'll start off with who, uh, honestly, I think will be your Super Bowl team this year, and that's going to be uh, the Rams. Um, you know, they were they came out and played very well last year, and now they're continuing that this year. Um, golf is playing at as as high a level as anybody right now. Um, Cooks was a great pickup for them. Then, um, of course, Todd Gurley, who's, I mean, probably the best running back in the league. Um, and then that that disgusting defense, dude. Um, especially that front line, man. Aaron Donald, Nadamakan Sue. I mean, there's was what is there to be said about the Rams that everybody else hasn't said already? They're you know they're disgusting. They're the only team that hadn't lost a game yet. Um, and honestly, it could it could stay that way for the foreseeable future. Um, they're solid all the way around. Greg Zerline even is great, and he's their kicker. Um, so, I mean, 
what what else is there to be said about the Rams outside of Jared Goff is definitely a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Then, uh, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Okay. I thought you might have cut out. Um, yeah, there's not – I mean, we're going to talk about the uh, – the the people at the top here, the Rams. Uh, I think uh, what makes them scary is not just their offensive capabilities, uh, but they're still uh, that solid defensive team that that that's been in the NFC West for so many years as well. They've kept that consistency. Uh, just all around a great team. Uh, I don't. They have so much depth that wide receiver. I mean, if you look at all their fantasy performers, you know we're going to talk about. You could talk about Todd Gurley. He's a beast. Whatever, no question. But you're getting, uh, just from a fantasy standpoint, just to see how crazy it is, you have three receivers that are all in the top 15 from mm-hmm. one team. Uh, so, I, I mean, honestly, I don't really see, uh, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and, um, you know, it's, they, they have the Packers to play, sure. The Saints, they have the Packers and the Saints next, and they play the Chiefs. Um, Outside of those games, and I still think that those are all extremely winnable games for them, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how crazy good that they are. Um, outside of those games, you know, uh, I just don't see them having any issues. Um, you know, looking, uh, looking. At also, if you look at the rest of the division, uh, it's it's pretty. The, the Cardinals and the Forty ers are both pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, and then the Seahawks, the Seahawks are. Middle of the road at best, yeah. As mediocre as you could possibly get now. Um, you know, I at the bottom, you could really interchange the 49ers or the Cardinals if you want to. Um, 49ers, I think they just got a bad – their quarterback got injured early. I don't know how much of a difference that would have made up to this point in the season. I feel like they would have won a few more games. I still think they're kind of in a, a rebuild mode. Definitely. Uh, I think – I think the Cardinals are a much bigger concern just because of how putrid offensively they've been. Uh, I think they've historically had one of the worst offenses to start. Um, and not just that, but we're now, uh, now thanks to the new, the new rules for the quarterbacks and stuff like that, you're seeing a lot more uh, offensive outburst. So getting these yards and, um, you know, being able to move the ball on offense has become a lot easier and you just don't see that happening in, in Arizona. Right. Um, so you you know you have to be pretty bad if you can't even move the ball against defenses, not even a little bit, you know? Um, I think the Cardinals take the cake here, uh, being the worst in their division. Uh, potentially, if it wasn't for, you know, some teams in the AFC, like, the, like, like Buffalo, I would say they would be probably the worst team, uh, period. And I think it's a darn shame that they're doing that to Larry, to Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald definitely deserves a, a much better send-off than what he's getting over there. But since Arians left, uh, Bruce Arians left that team, they've been absolute garbage. Absolute garbage, dude. And, I mean, you can't even, like, to me, you can't even put the blame on Rosen, dude. I mean, the guy's a rookie quarterback that had some questions coming in, as it, as it were. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I feel like their situation is a lot like Cleveland's. You take a quarterback that high, and you're still going to start Sam Bradford over him. What the hell is that about? 
Um, yeah. Throw the kid in there and let him go and take his licks. I mean, you know, maybe you're still sitting at one and six, but I mean, Sam Bradford, come on, dude. He's proved over and over again that he's not a viable option. Um, and you gave and, 20 million to that guy. Right. For no reason. Um, it's, I don't know. Yeah. The Cardinals, they're bad. The 49ers, like you said, they've had kind of a bad go of things. Um, you know, not only did they lose, you know, Garoppolo, but they lost, um, they've lost two running backs at this point in the season. Um, I think, have they lost a receiver to, did Goodwin go down? Uh, I don't think Goodwin's down. I don't know if he, I don't think he's, I think he's still okay. Okay. So, well, yeah, there's that, but. Um, and then, you know, having to go right back to C.J. Beathard is rough, dude. Um, and I just, I think maybe I expected a little more from the 49ers than we're getting, definitely. Um, but I expected that with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Um, but even when he was playing, they weren't doing so hot. So I think there's still a lot to be done as far as rebuilding that team goes. Um, after... Ooh, excuse me, after Harbaugh left, they've had a rough go of things. Um, and I mean that's that division is pretty cut and dry as well. I mean that whole I mean, yeah, you got, you know, Seattle who without Russell Wilson, they're probably sitting at one and six too, to be honest with you. He single handedly keeps that team afloat. Um, which is an incredible thing to think about. Um, you know, it sucks that a quarterback, you know, of his caliber is having to to struggle so hard when he's as good as he is. But, I mean, that's that's the cards you get sometime, especially um, somebody like Seattle, who's kind of having a fall from grace at this point, um, you know, where they were at three or four years ago compared to where they're at now. And they should have ran the ball. Should have ran the ball. That's, oh. where the, that's where the slope started, man. Um, that's what they're saying, according to some players. Yeah. Either way, I don't like Pete Carroll. So, so and you know that is what it is. Um, <laughs> that there's an obvious front runner in that division, and everybody else is just kind of bad. Um, so I mean, and and that's pretty much that. Um, there's not really a lot left to be said there. Um, you know, the Rams, for all intents and purposes, on my end, are are your NFC Super Bowl team. So, we'll get into that into that a little bit later. Right. And then we jump over to the uh, to the North, which is – and actually the North is a very even division. Um, you know, you've got the Vikings sitting on top, but that's just because they've won one more game than the Packers. Um, they've got that tie with the Packers. Uh, and, you know, with the Vikings, um, I think they're running up to par with how they were last year. I think they're right at about where I expected them. Um, you know – Kirk, like like we talked about earlier, Kirk's a is Kirk a great quarterback, or is he a good quarterback? Is that yeah, what is, is he good or is he great? Um, you know what? I will give I will give Kirk the designation of great. Okay. For right now. For right now. I, yeah. We'll see. Uh, well, you know what? I'll switch it. We'll say good. Say good. I think okay. I think he'll become great. If, he's got uh, a lot to prove. He does, but I think he's got all the tools that he needs um, to be a good quarterback. Uh, he definitely has to shore up a little bit of his uh, mistakes, but I think even now, uh, 
playing for the Vikings, uh, I think he's doing fantastic. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, getting getting moved to that particular team was probably the best thing that could have happened to him, given the weapons that are around him. Um, you know, Adam Thielen especially, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about Stefan Diggs. I think he's been a little lackluster this season. Um, but, I mean, Thielen hasn't missed a step. Uh, from his last two years he's very very good um Kyle Rudolph has been off this season I know because he's my tight end in both my fantasy leagues and that fool gets me about seven points a game um but even there you know uh, even with Dalvin Cook being down again um Minnesota just goes out and finds finds a way to win dude that their defense is very good um and you know, they're solid. Um, I think there's more to be said about somebody like the Packers than there is Minnesota because you kind of know what you're going to get with Minnesota at this point. The Packers, good. So that was, the, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Packers, yeah, the Packers are something else. Um, with Minnesota, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with you there. Um, they're, they're about what I expected this season. Um you know, everybody was expecting an improved offense uh, now with uh, with Kirk Cousins under center and being a gunslinger and all. So that's not really that surprising to me. Uh, the only real surprise for them is the one their one off uh, game, I guess, against Buffalo. Was it? Yeah, Buffalo came lost. out. Not only did they so, beat them, they kind of smacked them around. Yeah, they kind of did. But you know, outside of that one, you know, that one anom- anomaly, 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 <laughs> anomaly. Uh, you know the Vikings. I think are. I think they're. Um, they're my favorites to uh, to win the division. I know the division's close. Uh, I just don't feel like anybody else in the division has the uh, has the firepower, nor the consistency, uh, at least on the defensive side of the ball, or, uh, to stop them from winning that division. So they're my picks to win it. Uh, even even though I understand that uh, going up against. Aaron Rodgers might potentially be a mistake because it's Aaron Rodgers. No, yeah, uh, but I think to that, you know, to that degree, what what the issue with that is that the, these days is that that's all you're going against when you play Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, they don't have anything else, dude. I mean, and which is is truly it's a testament to how good Aaron Rodgers really is. That's um, much, all you need to have a chance, you know. Right, yeah. much like Russell Wilson, dude. Um, you know, and that's, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in the league. Um, just Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. John Madden would be shitting it. Well, Troy Aitman is John Madden with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but <laughs> that that guy gets a hard on every time uh, Aaron's on the screen. Um but or yeah, whenever, um, or whenever he's roasting the Cowboys. Yeah, he loves doing that, man. I <laughs> fucking hate Troy Aikman. <laughs> um, and but yeah, dude, you know, Aaron single handedly keeps that team afloat. Um, what he did against Chicago and that and Week One was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, because not. I'm gonna go on record and say I don't think it's incredible at all because he's that? done it so many damn times. But I don't think it happening expected. so many times makes it makes it any less incredible, um, especially doing it. I mean, that knee injury was brutal, dude, and you could tell how high Aaron was 
um, in that post game interview. Dude. That that boy was doped out. Um, so I mean, I don't think him doing it as many times as he done it as he's done it makes it any less incredible. Um, but that's you. You're absolutely right. You know that's what you're gonna get from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, which is just a part of you, his legend. You really, yeah, you really don't want to be giving. Aaron Rodgers the ball. I would almost say you don't want to give Aaron Rodgers the ball with two minutes left, but even giving him five or ten seconds, that's a that's also a risk as well. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it is because I mean that we're talking about a guy who threw two hail marys for wins <laughs> in the same season, dude. Yeah, um, that's unheard of. It's completely ridiculous, and I mean it's really just a testament to how truly great a quarterback that he is. Um, now I want to I want to ask you a quick question. Okay. My uh Mike McCarthy is he holding the team back? Or absolutely, he holds the team back. Um, do you think they should get rid of him ASAP? Do you think he should have been he should have been gone? I think it really kind of depends on the direction they want to go in. I don't necessarily think it has to be an ASAP thing. Um, I think they would benefit from it. Um, because. I feel like McCarthy is of the same mindset as kind of we were just talking about. I have Aaron Rodgers. That's all I need. Um, but, Which isn't uh, necessarily the worst way to go, but you could go – there's better. There's other ways to go about it, right? Right. Why not, you know, why not have Aaron Rodgers and then somebody else? I mean, um, you know, it's – again, it's you, – you don't go against Aaron Rodgers, but I when, think – Good. So I, I think that the interesting thing is you know, you said that uh, that you know I have Aaron Rodgers. That's all I need. It's really funny because there were I was actually reading an article about Aaron Jones and about how he's got this like this season. This guy, you know, Aaron Jones, or the running back, right. just came off of suspension. The guy has a I forgot how many yards per carry. Uh, he has some sick like like six or seven yards per carry, something around that. Don't quote me on it. Um, it might be even a little less. Either way, it, it was pretty. It was a pretty. It was pretty good. You know, you'd expect somebody like that to um to uh to get more carries. And not only is he getting getting that much uh, that many yardage, it's not even like on open lanes or anything. He's also there, there were talk. They also showed the the statistics on how many times he was uh, getting the box stacked on him. And he was getting the box stacked on him like uh, some insane amount. So there was there was people obviously covering those gaps, and Aaron Jones is still getting this insane yards per carry, but he's getting such low usage. Right. Nobody understands why, and they just they 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 use him every now and then, and then they go right back to tossing the ball with Aaron Rodgers because that's what Mike McCarthy does. Right. Uh, just didn't understand why they don't that, that why they don't they don't utilize their running back more. So I think it's just interesting uh, to the point that you're talking about that they have Aaron Rodgers. I, I almost feel like sometimes they oh, they overuse him. Like you don't they need do. To put, yeah, they, they don't, they, you don't need to put everything on Aaron Rodgers, you know? I mean, I get the, you know, the mindset of, especially in such a pass-driven league, yeah. um, you know, let's put the ball in our quarterback's hands. I get it. I do. Um, but, I mean – at at some point that does run out. It might only run out for, you know, half a quarter for one game. But I mean, half a quarter one game can make or break you, um, especially when you're fighting 
somebody like Minnesota for the division, um, you know, that's, that's a tough thing to do and a tough thing to deal with. I mean, that's, I think it's not an ASAP thing for Mike McCarthy. Like I said, I think they would be better off without him. Um, Bring somebody in who, who of course understands how, I mean, everybody understands how good Aaron is. Um, But, you know, bring somebody in who understands how to say, Hey, we have this great quarterback but he doesn't have to do everything for us. Um, you know, expect, and look, like you were saying with Aaron Jones, dude, I mean, I didn't know the whole thing about um, about his yards per carry and stuff. Like, I don't keep up much with the Packers. Um, one, because I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, and I hate the ground he walks on. Um, but I have I Aaron mean, Jones on one of them. In our league, I have Aaron Jones, so I was reading up a little bit. So. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, you know, because – I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, of course, I'm not just like a a casual football fan. There's certain teams that I pay a lot of attention to, um, mm-hmm. and then there's certain teams that I don't really give much thought into. I mean, with the Packers, a lot of it's the same thing for me. It's, oh, yeah, Packers, Aaron Rodgers. It's all you need to know. Um, or it's in case of you also being a Cowboys fan. Right, and it, Aaron Rodgers, he fucks us all the time. Yeah, not a catch. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that... That's what that is, um, and it's, but yeah, not an ASAP thing necessarily. I think they're better off without him. Um, but I think it's a lot of the same situation like we were talking about with Mike Tomlin. You keep winning, you keep putting that team in the playoffs, and you'll probably stick around. Um, so I mean, that's that. I think um, you know you got the kind of the bottom of that division with the Lions and the Bears. Uh, to touch on the Lions real quick, man, Carry On Johnson is having a very good season. Um, I like Carry On Johnson. I do too. I like him a lot. They um, they were talking, you know, a few weeks back, they were talking about how the Lions haven't had a a 100 yard rusher in like 60 games or something like that. And I think Carry On's done it three or four times this year. Um, yep. He had 159 yards last week. The guy's against, really good against the Dolphins. Against the Dolphins. Um, but I think they've got something to carry on, man. I think it's kind of unfortunate that they're getting him now when, um, Stafford's kind of on the, on the decline a little bit. You don't have Calvin Johnson anymore. Um, so I mean, maybe too little too late at this point. Uh, nonetheless, you know, they've got a good solid running back for the future, I think. Um, and you know, I say you don't have Calvin Johnson anymore. There's still some good receivers on that team. Uh, Golden oh, okay. Tate's very good. Uh, uh, Marvin Jones. Jr. Marvin Jones is really good. Um, and that's just, but they're def. I don't know. Is Detroit under underperforming, or are they kind of? Uh, you know, they're right there at the middle. I I would honestly say they're underperforming just because I know the kind of quarterback Matthew Stafford can be. Right. Um, I think he's underperforming this year. I don't think it's just a, a, a decline. I think he still has it. Um, I just think it's one of those things. I feel like with Matthew Stafford, man, uh, he's just one of those quarterbacks that you're you're either going to get, man, an amazing game or you're just going to get some bonehead decisions. and, and Kind of like in – uh, uh, Eli back in the day? Yeah, almost. I do feel he's a better player than Eli. Uh, he's definitely a better passer. Than, I think he makes better decisions than Eli, than Eli at that time did. Yeah. 
Um, and with Stafford, the the one thing I've always taken, obviously, you know, he's got a cannon. Um, yeah. The one thing I've always taken from Stafford, though, is that the, the kid's tough, man. Um, it's hard to take him out of the game. Um, yeah, true. Which is, you know, and he's taken a lot of hits in his career. Um, and But, you know, he stands in there and does it. Uh, I like Stafford. I do. I just think that um, it sucks kind of that he ended up in Detroit because uh, they built a lot off of that guy. They they became a better team with him on it. Right, um, definitely. They became at least competitive right, as opposed right. to being, you know, the doormat of, of the NFL, you know. That they were for almost 20 years. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, he's definitely done some great things. Um. You know, it's it remains to be seen whether he's – He's sloping at this point. Um, you know, we'll we'll know next year, I guess, if he continues to have a bad season next year. Um, but I mean, you know, going back to carry on, I think he's the biggest story for that team this year. Um, that's something that you know Detroit has needed for a long time was a good running back. Um, you know, they their last decent one, and I I use the word decent very very loosely was Reggie Bush. Yeah. Um, and again, that's a very loose term for him as an NFL running back. Um, so I think they've got a good future with him. Um, I, I honestly, I don't think there's much more to be said about the lions. Um, you know, it's, you're, it's the kind of thing where, you know, what you're going to get with them. Um, yeah. it's, uh, you know, Stafford's going to come out. He's going to throw the ball 40, 45 times a game. Um, 75% of the time, it's going to be a good thing. Uh, that other twenty five percent, it's it could be, be tragic, tragic. right? <laughs> um, so I mean, they're we knew who the Lions were. The Lions are who we thought they were, um, and we which, let them off the hook. And we let them off the hook, the which hook. brings which brings us to the Bears. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, I've been very impressed by the kid this season. Um, he's better than I thought he was going to be. Uh, Jordan Howard, however, is not. Um, which has been terrible for me because he's in one of my fantasy leagues. I took him very high. Um, and that's where I feel like they've been struggling is how bad Jordan Howard's been. Um, but, you know, to get back to Trubisky, um, I mean, last week even, the the Bears were a blocked punt and a kickoff return touchdown away from beating New England. Um I think there's a future in that team. Uh, they still got some kinks to work out, but uh, you know they got a good thing going over there in Chicago. Um, so that's something that'll be—I don't know if that exciting is the word, but that's something that'll be interesting to watch. Um, it's if Trubisky keeps progressing, I think they'll be a decent team in the future, uh, depending on how long Aaron Rodgers can be viable. Um, you know, maybe Chicago moves up in that division a little bit in the next three or four years. Um, and that, I guess, a lot is dependent on how long the Vikings stay viable as well. I mean, if things continue to go well for the Bears and, you know, four or five years, we might see them leading that division if Trubisky can continue to get better. Um but that's that remains to be seen right now. Jordan Howard needs to do better. Uh, Tariq Cohen has actually had a decent season. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Jordan Howard hasn't, um, 
So, and I don't really know much about um, Chicago's receivers. Uh, again, they're not. It's the only person I really pay attention to is Trubisky. Um, so I'm not really, you know, up on who they're running with these days. But you know, they're at 500. They're at three and three. So I mean, they're not terrible. They're not great. They're middle of the road right now. But again, uh, Trubisky continues to get better. I think that team continues to get better. Yeah, um, I, I pretty much echo those sentiments. Uh, I think that they're building a good defense, which I think is the backbone of any uh, of any good team. Right. Uh, as for Mitch, uh, I don't know if I'm as confident in him as uh, as um, other people might be. Simply because I feel like you get so many, uh, you just get so many uh, different faces from him. The many faces of Mitch Trubisky, man. Uh, if you yeah. Look at, you look at like the first half of his uh, half of his season, uh, you know it, it's really mediocre. Uh, like two touchdowns in his first three games with three interceptions and no game under, uh, over 250 yards. And sandwiched in between that, all of a sudden he has a 300 yard game with six touchdowns, which is you know he had un- unbelievable. No interceptions at all. Didn't turn over the ball. Then the next two games, he goes for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, uh, five touchdowns with three interceptions. Uh, I just feel it's a mixed bag. I, I don't know what to expect from him on any given week. Uh, the progression's there. He's trending in the right direction, I guess. He probably needs to like calm down those interception numbers. But, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I think it'd be interesting. Like you said, I don't know uh, – you know, I don't know how exciting it's going to be, but it definitely will be interesting to see where the Bears go from here. Um, yeah. Uh, and I could, I could definitely see them leading the division. I think that they have all the, the pieces in place to, to go up. And this is only assuming, you know, that the Vikings or the Packers, you know, they'll stick around or, you know, have continued success like they've had these last few seasons. So, right. And, uh, I mean, the, the yeah. Packers, that all falls on, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Um I think the Vikings, it's more of a, more of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking? More of a team effort on whether or not they stay relevant. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the Packers, that's all going to fall on Aaron Rodgers. So this will be, I think the NFC North is one of the most interesting divisions in football. Um, you know, us being more of kind of, you know, of course, who we're fans of living in the southern parts of the country, um, yeah. outside of like you know, the, the national sports stations, there's not a whole lot of talk about that division that goes on around here. Um, you know, the, the regional stations and stuff like that, they don't talk about them a lot, but that's, to me, that's one of the most interesting divisions in the league. Um, just because it's one of the most even ones. Um, and I always think that, you know, when you have the, such an even division going on, there's something good going on in that division, especially when it's an even division at, you know, four and two, three and two, well, four, two and one, three, two and one, three and three, and then three and three. And you're not sitting at like two and five, two and five, one and six, one and six, something like yeah. that. Um, so it's interesting. It's a division to keep an eye on, uh, definitely. And I mean, on that note, I guess it pays to jump down to, uh, the NFC South, which, you know, I mean, I guess that kind of speaks for itself and that the Saints are leading that division. The Saints are um, 
I mean, they're they're the Saints, dude. You know, they're the Drew Brees, Sean Payton Saints. Yeah, air uh, it out. You've seen it. You've seen this. Yeah, you've seen this a a thousand times before. The only real difference is though, now they have a running back. Two and running his name backs. Is two running backs by the name of Kamara and Ingram. Where and, do you um, see this? Uh, what do you think uh, about this team? Uh, I mean. I think they're really good. Um, I think their offense is really good. I think their defense can kind of serve as a crutch. Um, yeah. You know, they they were a missed kick. Um, you know, from losing last week uh, to you know to Joe Flacco and the Ravens, um, which I think you know you put a defense around that Saints team, and I think we're looking at something like we're looking at with the Rams right now. But but and, you know they're five and one so they're only what one loss worse than the than the rams um but i mean i don't i don't know that they're as good an all-around team as the rams are um i mean they're definitely a good team michael thomas has been a little underperforming this year um but with somebody like drew Brees, that doesn't tend to matter because drew Brees will make you a good receiver i mean he made marquise colson a good receiver for what six seven years um, and then, you know, Colson leaves the Saints and we never hear from him again. So uh, same thing with Davari Henderson. Um, you know, he, he made a name out of Davari Henderson. So it doesn't, I don't think it really much like uh, Tom Brady doesn't really matter who he's throwing to, um, because he's just that good of a quarterback. Um, you know, he, he got to the 500 club last year or last, uh, last week rather, and then, um, uh, became the all time leading passer the game before that. Um, so, I mean, that pretty much speaks for itself. Um, Sean Payton's still one of the best head coaches in the league. And, I mean, you know, it's, it's like you said, you the Saints have been the same thing for years now. I think they've had one or two kind of off seasons um, since the whole Payton-Breeze dynamic started. But, I mean... It's, it's the kind of thing where you know where you what you're going to get from the Saints as long as Breeze is playing at a high level, and at this point in the season, he is. Um, so, I mean, that's – again, the Saints are another just one of those cut-and-dry teams, and you throw Kamara and Mark Ingram in the mix, and they're just that much better. Yeah, definitely. Um, any – who's uh, – I think it's a it's a two-way fight here for who, who takes the bottom spot, and they're two very similar teams. The Bucks Between, and the Falcons. Uh, both have no defense. Uh, both, you know, I think the Falcons' offense is arguably a little bit better. But uh, which team do you see at the bottom between the two? I think the Falcons make that jump up to third place before the season's over. Um, especially if they get um, Freeman back. Yeah, I just. I don't know, man. The Buccaneers have always just been very underwhelming to me, especially with uh, Jameis is a Jameis is a good quarterback. Um, I don't know that he's great. I think he can make some plays. Um, I also think he throws a lot of bad balls. And honestly, um, as far as the Falcons go, I think that I don't know that Matt Ryan's an elite quarterback. Um I think they could do better than Matt Ryan. I think Julio Jones deserves a better quarterback than Matt Ryan, to be honest with you. Um, but I mean, the where the Falcon strengths 
uh, Lyat is in that receiving core, dude. They have three very, very good receivers. Um, you know, Julio Jones, of course, uh, Muhammad Sanu, and then uh, Calvin Ridley's great, dude. That kid's really good. Uh, and even, uh, is it Hooper or Hopper, that tight end's name? It's Hooper, right? Hooper, Austin Hooper. Yeah, he's not bad either. I think he just gets overshadowed by such a strong receiving core. Um, but, I mean, it's the bottom of that division is definitely up for grabs between those two teams. And, honestly, um, if you ask me, the Falcons could very easily jump up to number two in that division. Um, I think the Panthers have – I don't know that the Panthers are as good as their record shows. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, Cam is obviously very good. Christian McCaffrey is above average. Uh, but I mean, I feel like at any point in time, that's really all they got going for them. Um, their defense is, I wouldn't say their defense is middle of the road. Uh, maybe they're above average too, but I think that's something, they're an injury on defense away from, from falling to the bottom of that division. Um, so the Saints, you know, they run away with it, and then the rest of it is kind of up for grabs. I don't know that the Panthers hold on to a, you know, what is their when they're at like a sixty six point seven win percentage right now. I don't think that that holds up. Um, and I don't know that it has a lot to do with Cam. Honestly, I think Cam's a great quarterback. He's just a great quarterback in a rough system. Um, yeah. You put Cam like you know switch Cam and Matt Ryan out. Uh, and I think that's a whole different animal. Um, I think, you know, as good as Matt Ryan is, as as he appears to be, rather, again, I'm not sold on Matt Ryan being an elite quarterback. Um, you put Cam in that on that Atlanta team, dude, and I think it's a different story. But, you know, with ifs and buts. Um, ifs and buts. Indeed. That's right. We'd all have a merry donkmas. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, Buccaneers, Falcons, Panthers, I think they're they're interchangeable at any given point. Um, the Saints run away with it. Maybe the Panthers finish second. Maybe they don't. At this point, it doesn't really matter because I don't think the wild card team is going to come from that division. Um, I don't I don't believe it will either. I think it's much more likely to come out of the NFC North. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Um, and maybe you might have a surprise one. You know what? Both of them might actually come out of the NFC North. How you can look at it. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a possibility. Um, oh. I mean, it'll be that'll be something interesting to watch as well. Um, so I mean, that's kind of kind of where we're at on that. Um, so who's? We'll do this real quick. Do that. Do that. Do that. So who's the best player from each division at this point? Not each division, each conference. The best player from each conference, just one, right? Right. Um, and from each conference, AFC, NFC. Right. Uh, uh, NFC, I'm going to definitely have to, uh, you know, if you're going to talk in terms of value to their team uh, or just like just, you know, flat out talent, um. You know, if we're talking about flat-out talent, I really do think that uh, Todd Gurley takes the cake right now. I would say I, that as well. It's either Gurley or, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, and Gurley's team is considerably better, so. Yeah. 
Uh, so, out, of, out of the AFC, I don't really think you could get, uh, you could really, you know, dang. I'm still going to have to go and say probably Tom Brady out of the AFC. Okay. And, yeah, um, I think at, right now, I think I'd be more, more prone to give that to, to Patty at this point. Yeah. Uh, maybe even Aaron, um, maybe even, uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown, um, just because he's as prolific as he is, and I yeah. think that's a that's a good spot to jump up back to the AFC East. Um, yeah. You know, you've of course the Patriots sit at the top of there. That'll be the case for forever. Um, I mean, you know, as long as Bill Belichick's there running that team the way he runs it, yeah, I don't think it matters. Who, what parts are there as long as Belichick's running it? I mean, the you know the age old question is: Is Brady a system quarterback? He absolutely is. He's just very good at being in that system. Um. So I mean, you know what what is there to say about the Patriots that hasn't been said a million times already? Uh, um, yeah, it's the uh, it's a it's a song as old as time. Yep. I mean, it's you know there's. There's no, you know, dethroning them or anything. They're always right back in the in the thick of things. I mean, look There's, at where, yeah. look at where they're at right now, and then look at all of where all the teams they played in the Super Bowl the last three years are at right, or the last three times they've been right now. You know, Philly's yeah. struggling, Seattle's bad, um, and then the Giants are bad. Yeah, but the Patriots, they're you know they're right there doing the same old thing, man. And well, actually, if you think about it, they also played the Falcons. Oh yeah, and then the Falcons are at the bottom of their division, so there you go. Yeah. Um, and the, they're just doing the same old thing, dude. Uh, nothing ever really changes over there. Uh, Belichick doesn't put up with the bullshit that somebody like Pittsburgh is going through right now. If he's if you're a problem on his team, you're gone. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's like I said, what is there what is there to say about the Patriots that hasn't already been said since this whole thing started with them? Yeah. Um, you I know, mean, you know, and as a Dolphins fan, I've seen I've seen this play out. I, I, none of these, well, you know, we could just probably just go ahead and set the Patriots aside. They're 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 more than likely they're they're a shoe in to win the conference. The, their their uh, division period. And there, it's, it'd be no surprise to me if they made it to the Super Bowl. As right now, outside of the Chiefs, which still, you know, a lot of question marks in the playoffs. Uh, outside of the Chiefs, I don't see any other team with the Steelers being as dysfunctional as they are, with the garbage in the um, in the AFC South. I don't see any team that can possibly stop the Patriots from making another Super Bowl. Nope. And I, um... I don't really feel – I feel like they're just as good as, as they've ever been. They have an amazing running game. They have they have now arguably two really good weapons, uh, Sonny Michelle and uh, – Sonny Michaels or Michelle, whatever you call him. Yeah. And James White. And James White. Uh, they have Josh Gordon. They didn't even need Josh Gordon, you could argue. No, and um, they got him. Yeah, they got him. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and put it – I'm going to – Go ahead and say that the Patriots are my favorites to go to the Super Bowl this year. Um, 
You know, I love the Chiefs. I love what Patrick Mahomes is doing. As a Dolphins fan, I would love, I would please me not more than to see the the see the um the Patriots lose. And what I saw from their game was good too. I just don't feel confident enough in a rookie QB to knock off Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in a playoff situation. Right. Um, as for everybody else in the division, uh, you know. We're lucky if maybe maybe the Dolphins make a wild card spot, maybe the Jets make a wild card spot. I would not surprise me if either one of them tanked for the next three or four games like they always do. As a Dolphins fan, uh, I mean we, we're stuck in perpetual mediocrity. Uh, that's all. You know, there's not really much else to say there. We need a we need a new quarterback for sure, and we need to. Um, we need to do something about constantly getting coaches that don't want to throw the ball downfield. Right. I don't, I don't understand why we have two coaches in a row that are set on throwing screens, 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 uh, even on third down situations. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Uh, our QB situation is a mess. Uh, people, are, when you're asking for, if when your fans are asking you to start Brock Osweiler over your starter. There's yeah, a problem. The, 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 better than Oswald Hernandez. Yeah. Is, dude. yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, they get ran on all over the place. They have no. They didn't shore up any of their linebacker spots. Uh, this team is stuck in perpetual mediocrity from the front office all the way down to the coaching staff. And I mean, it's got to say something bad about, I don't understand, you know, when they inserted Tannehill into the system to begin with, I thought it was a bad idea. Um, And And we had a a lot of other quality quarterbacks going that draft that we grabbed. (laughs) Russell Wilson, I'm pretty sure, was in that draft. Um, Guys like, I want to say, was Andrew Luck in the draft too? I believe the draft. Andrew Luck was in the same draft. As I believe so, yeah. He um, went early that year, though. Yeah, I, I believe we traded up that year, though, too, mm. just to get Ryan Tannehill. Not yeah. the choice. Uh, nope. So, yeah, nope. I don't really have anything to say about this division. You could add whatever you want. The Bills, uh, garbage. Jets, garbage. Dolphins, yeah. mostly garbage. Sometimes mostly not. Mostly garbage. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, with with the Dolphins, it's you know it just goes back to Tannehill being as bad as he is. Um, I mean, you've got Brock Brock Osweiler out there outperforming you right now, dude, and that's that's a tough go um, because he's not a good quarterback. Um, and just like I said from the beginning, I didn't think Tannehill was the direction to go, and the guy wasn't even a quarterback in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not for many, I mean, not for very many games, anyway. Right. So, I mean, I guess that is what it is. Um, with the Jets, I don't, I don't know what the Jets really have going for them as far as the future goes. Besides Sam Sam Darnold, um, I don't think he's been terrible this season. Um, I don't think he's been great this season either. There's a few other rookie quarterbacks. Well, I say a few other. I mean, maybe Baker has played better than he has at this point. Um, you know, Patrick's not a rookie, so he doesn't really count. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the Bills, they're just outright garbage. Um, the worst mistake they made was letting go of Tyrod Taylor. 
Um, and now they've got his, what, Peterman playing for him again, and that guy sucks, dude. Nathan Peterman's so bad. Um, and they're just, they're just bad. They've gotten lucky twice, and, you know, yeah, one of them was against one of the better teams in the league, um, which is still a mystery to me. I have no idea how that happened. I don't know how they went out and smacked the Vikings around like that. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, it's like you said, it's one of those any given Sunday kind of things. Um, but I would, for right now, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to agree with you on the fact that the Patriots are my favorite to take the AFC. Um, it's, uh, it's a hard task to come in and dethrone Belichick and Brady as a, as a season quarterback, much less as your first year starting. Um, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, Patty can do it. But as of right now, I think the Patriots, they're, they're still the team to beat. They've been the team to beat for 20 years now. So, I mean, there's, there's no reason to start doubting them now. Um, anybody who does doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, and then which brings us to my most favorite division in this whole stupid league. Uh, which would be the NFC East, which the fucking Redskins are leading right now, which I can almost guarantee nobody saw coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, with them, you got Alex Smith, who's solid. Uh, Adrian Peterson's not having a bad year, which is kind of surprising to me anyway. Um, I didn't think the guy really had anything left in his tank. But, um, you know, pro- he's proving me wrong right now. Um you know, Alex Smith is playing about as well as I as I expect him to play. Um, you know, the guy doesn't wow you. He just goes out there and plays good football most of the time. Um, he's a ham sandwich. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's consistent. Um, and, he isn't you your know, BLT. He isn't no. your sub. You know, he's, he's a ham, just ham sandwich. And, you know, you know what you're getting from him. Um, their defense... There's, I hate their secondary, dude. Josh Norman, bleh. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know if he's good or not. I think he benefited from that system in Carolina that one year. Well, you know what? You know, I don't think Josh Gordon uh, – uh, I'm sorry, Josh Norman. I don't think he knows if he's good either. <laughs> I think he's really up and down with it. Yeah, I think he questions yeah. himself sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then DJ Swearinger's back there too. I've never been real big on that guy either. Um, I think they released Prashad Breeland. Um, they were tired of seeing him get burned. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's where that is. Uh, there's, you know, the Redskins are leading that division. I still don't think they're much to wave a stick at though. Um, the, and then, you know, the Eagles are in second, of course, and I think that just has, you know, they're dealing with the Super Bowl hangover. They're dealing with having to still get Carson up to speed. Um, with Jay Ajayi being out, I think that hurts them a little bit. And then they didn't have Alshon Jeffrey at the beginning of the season either. Um, I, I think they kind of get their shit together before the season's out and probably win that division. Um, and then, I mean, Carson Wentz, still the best quarterback in this in the division. I think the Eagles are the best team. Uh, as far as an offensive team goes in the division. And then, you know, of course, getting down getting down to us, um, I mean, we, we have a shitty quarterback. We have a shitty offensive coordinator. We have a shitty head coach. 
And those are three things that the state of the league, with it being what it is right now, it's kind of hard to be successful uh, with those three shitty parts of a team. Um, Dak can't. Dak can't read defenses. He can't move through progressions, dude. He doesn't have a quick trigger. And that has nothing to do with the offensive coordinator. That has nothing to do with the offensive coordinator, dude. Um, Let's just you know, uh, get that out of the way. Yeah, our offensive coordinator is bad, but it's not his job to go out there and uh, read defenses and move through the progressions for Dak, yeah. which is something that Dak absolutely cannot do. Um and he doesn't have an arm either. I mean, yeah, he can throw you a 40-yard ball, but when you look at quarterbacks like, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, like Ben Roethlisberger, hell, even Baker can throw a 50-60 yard ball. Um, yeah. Dak can't do that, dude. Dak's not he's not an NFL starting quarterback. I don't care what anybody says, blame it on the head coach, the offensive coordinator. You can blame it on the offensive line all you want. Romo dealt with the same exact three things for forever and still was able to put – I mean, he still – Arguably, he probably arguably had it worse. Yeah. I mean, Romo got his ass kicked for so many years, dude. And he's still the leading passer in Cowboys history. Um, You know, so many people want to put it – they don't want to put the blame on Dak when he shares plenty of it. Um. Our, you know, our receiver committee isn't very good either. I'll give, you know, give him that. Hopefully Amari makes it a little better. Um, I still think, you know, uh, Zeke's the second leading rusher in the league right now. I still think we have a lot in him. Um, but without a passing game, he's useless because you load the box on him and that's it. Um, I mean, we can't block eight guys and try to get Zeke running. It's just not going to happen because we can't pass the ball. And and it really sucks that Dak is that bad. You put, you know, you put Romo in the position that we're in right now with our defense. Our defense is so good, dude. It's so good this year. And this is something that we've been looking for for a long time is to have a defense this good, and we finally have it. And we now we can't bring up the other side of the ball. And I love, I love watching the defense play. I love watching um, – uh, what's his name? What's his name? Vander Vander Esch, Leighton Vander Esch. He's a great yeah. linebacker. He's really good. Jalen Smith is fantastic. Um, our secondary, I think Jeff Heath is the weakest part of that. Um, hopefully we uh we sure him up with Earl Thomas next year. Um, we'll see. But I mean that defense is good, man. Tank Lawrence is. Uh, I think he's pretty much having a a recreation of last season, um, Randy Gregory back being, you know, decent, um, tacos playing. Okay. He's not, you know, great, great, but, um, he's still very young, so we'll see. Um, but I mean, literally our, our problems lie in the hands of our quarterback. Um, and you know, of course with the coaching and then ownership as well. Um, Jerry, you know, he's very particular about what he wants, and Jerry gets what Jerry wants. So it's – the Cowboys aren't a train wreck per se. We're one good piece from, I think, leading that division. Yeah. But, I mean, it just so happens that that one piece we need is the most important position on the field as far as offense goes. So 
it sucks to watch them play offense most of the time, man. And even I, I love Cole Beasley, but I mean, you can't get the guy the ball, then it doesn't matter. Well, um, I pretty much have the same thing to say. Uh, I think it's unfortunate. I feel like it's like a back and forth. <laughs> when you guys have the offense, you don't have the defense. But when you have the defense, now you don't have the offense. Yep. Well, and then, um, go ahead. Uh, I don't know if um, I don't know about this point. Jerry's hurting or helping the team. I feel like it's fifty-fifty sometimes. I think it's been fifty-fifty for forever. Um, honestly, yeah. I don't think I don't think the the go with Jerry's not anything different than it's ever been. Um, like I said, he wants things done his way. So that, you know, that is what it is. There's, that's not going to change ever. Um, and even once Jerry goes, you know, I don't think Steven's going to be much different. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's, that's something we're going to have to deal with unless the Jones decide to sell the team, um, which probably, yeah, probably won't ever happen. So, um, you, there's there's blame to be put on Jerry, but no more than we've been putting on him for the last 35 years. Yeah, I'd uh, agree with that. I think sometimes it's a little overblown, too. Right. Some people uh, drag him through the dirt a little bit too much. I think he's a competent enough owner, you know? I think he is, too. I mean, it's like, you know, like I said, man, Jerry just wants what Jerry wants, dude, and he's going to get it. Um, You know, what are you going to do, tell him no? I mean. I mean, look at the pictures you took with those women. Right, <laughs> he's Jerry. He's Jerry fucking Jones, dude. <laughs> and I mean, geez, it's yeah. He needs to do, what? And what I hate is that we'll still probably finish the season at eight and eight, yeah. and that'll that'll cause Jerry to at least keep Jason Garrett around. And I mean, for real, I wish that. Let's not win another game this season. At this point, I don't care. Let's not win another game this season. So Jerry will have a reason to fire Jason. Um, they're they're doing everything. Or maybe they Jason can. Garrett uh, just spontaneously combust. <laughs> yeah, he collapsed himself into oblivion. <laughs> and I mean, they're doing everything they can to give Dak a paycheck at the end of this season. Um. Which I think that'll be the worst thing we can do. Hopefully, like I said, let's not win another game this season. Let Dak go out and throw four interceptions a game, and <laughs> and let's get rid of it. let's get rid of them all. Let's get rid of Linehan. Let's get rid of Garrett. Let's get rid of Dak, and let's move on. Um, I mean, there's good quarterbacks coming up in the draft. If we don't win another game this season, we'll have a good shot at one of them. Um. And I think, uh, I mean, Trace, I'd love to have Trace McSorley at quarterback. Um, so, I mean, we'll see where that goes. It's just right now we're at best, we're going to finish eight and eight. Um, that's at best. That's best case scenario. And that sucks because that leaves room because eight and eight, you're in the middle of the draft that gives Jerry reason to keep Jason that gives Jerry reason to keep. That and it's, that's not anything that I want. <laughs> so it's just another year of being a Cowboys fan. Okay, well let's move on to something that might make you a little bit more happy: the one in six Giants. 
Sid, that's that's a train wreck too, dude. <laughs> but Odell is absolutely like all that shit that Odell's been on about. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right, dude. That team yeah. needs some serious restructuring. Especially, they're going to weigh Saquon Barkley, dude. They're going to get that kid beat the fuck up and never get anything out of him. Yeah. I mean, and Eli, Eli had a couple of, a couple of good runs. Um, I think it's about time for him to call it quits, though. Um, I mean, the guy's just not good anymore at, you know, for the most point, there were certain times where he was above average yeah. uh but i really think that was it um yeah there was this, a stretch where you didn't want to give eli the ball with two minutes left down by less than 14 points um but i mean that was a very short stint and you know eli was good for what he was at one point um but he hit his ceiling a long time ago and he's been in a decline ever since um, and even even at his best, there was still the chance that he would come out and throw four interceptions. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I you mean, have one of those Eli games, yeah, man, you know that that is what it is. Um, but I mean, there's so many more problems on that team, um, and Odell Beckham's not one of them. Um, that kid, you know, y- he has y'all a lot of pay- passion, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of passion. He wants he wants to win, and he I mean he's a receiver. He wants his touches, dude. They're they've always been the divas of the NFL, mm-hmm. um, and Odell's no different than any of the rest of them. Um, but he's super talented, like you said. He's got that passion for the game, and he wants to win. Nobody wants to lose, dude. Especially not a receiver as good as Odell. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a problem with the way he's out there talking about you know, having to do things better. Um, but they're just, they're bad. Uh, watching them play football is, is terrible, dude. Uh, Saquon's probably the best part of that offense. Um, their defense shows up every now and then. Uh, but even that defense that was supposed to be so good when they put it together isn't really that good. Um, Janoris has kind of been a letdown. Landon Collins has kind of been a letdown. They traded Eli Apple. Um, he wasn't exactly that as great as he was supposed to be either. Right. So, I mean, you know, the the Cowboys are bad, but they're not quite the train wreck that the Giants are. Um, and, I mean, really, the they still have a chance to fix that, though, with – you know, Saquon being as young as he is, with Odell still being relatively young, um, they just have to go out and do it. So, I mean, that, that'll that remain to be seen. Um, you know, they'll have a chance coming up at the end of this year to get a new quarterback. Uh, they have they need to fix a couple holes on their line as well. You know, obviously Eric Flowers didn't play out like they wanted him to. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... It's um honestly this is kind of what I expected. Uh well, you know what, I take that back. I expected them to be a little better. Um, but after kind of that first those first two games, it's like, uh, okay, yeah, the Giants are bad again. Um because I mean, we're in a pass happy league and having a good running back's only gonna take you so far these days. So the 
you know, that is what it is with them. They've got a lot of work to do, even more so than what the Cowboys have to do, and the Cowboys have a ton of work to do. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead. That's, uh, I guess that wraps it up for the NFL. Yeah, and, um, I mean, my Super Bowl teams this year are definitely going to be Los Angeles and New England. Um, I think Kansas City has a minuscule chance to get there. Uh, but, you know, it's Tom Brady, it's Bill Belichick, Patty's a kid. Um, who's got Andy Reid as his coach, who's notorious for falling apart in the playoffs. So he's got a tough road ahead of him uh, to do that. Uh, not saying it can't be done. It's just very unlikely. Um, and I think we're looking at a Los Angeles-New England Super Bowl, which I think Los Angeles will win if they keep playing at the uh, the rate they're going right now. Um, I, I agree with you there. I don't I really think have it. As good as New England's system is, um, the talent and, you know, Sean McVay is a good football coach too. And he's, his football team is considerably more talented than Bill Belichick's is right now. Yeah. So I think, uh, definitely the Patriots and the Rams play it. And I think the Rams probably win that Super Bowl 35 to 17. Uh, I, I don't know if it would be, I think it'd be a closer margin. Think so. But, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that those are my two picks. Uh, you know, I do think the NFC might be a little bit closer, man. Yeah, I think the Vikings might be able to give them a run for their money just because I feel like they can match the offensive firepower. Um, I think the battle's going to be on defense. But I think it'll be interesting to play out. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Um, AFC for sure, Patriots. Um, NFC, I, I am going to be picking the Rams, but... I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings or somebody else could make sneak in there. Maybe. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch. The NFC is definitely, um, I think, the more open division as far as that goes. Um, just because, I mean, everything runs through the Patriots and the AFC. Um, and that's not necessarily the case for the NFC because yeah. any NFC team that goes to and or wins the Super Bowl, they're always kind of lackluster the next season. Um and again, not the case with the Patriots. They're always up there and ready to do it. Um, so I mean, yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty good wrap on. Um, on the NFL, and I mean, there's not really much more to touch on there. I think it's a little early to start thinking about um, individual awards uh, for the league. So we'll touch on that another time. Um, I think we, I guess, uh, as early as it is in the in the season to jump over to basketball. Um, I mean, the season's here. Basketball's going on, so we yeah. can talk a little bit about it. I guess um, hasn't been the start I wanted for my Lakers, but I honestly kind of saw that coming. Um, they've got a lot of things to get in place there. You know, uh, yeah. I, I honestly, though, I mean. We're being honest, even though it's the beginning of the season. Uh, I think I saw that last night uh, Stephen Curry ended up with uh, 54 points, and did he even play in the fourth quarter, if I, if, I, if I was reading that right? I don't think he played in the fourth quarter, no. I mean, but that's – I mean, <laughs> you expect that at this. That's not even a surprise anymore. Uh, um, Steph yeah. is just that damn good. Golden State is just that damn good. 
and they're gonna win it. They're gonna they're getting the three peat this year. Yeah, there's Boston nobody in the sure. in the in the East that I mean maybe Boston, um, but I don't think Boston has the depth that Golden State has at this point. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't know that Golden State even needs the depth to take Boston. Um, with their you know with their starting forward dude, that's still. And Boogie's not even playing yet, so there's that. Um, I mean, Golden State's just a disgusting basketball team, dude. They're the, the NBA runs through Golden State. Um, I think the Lakers. I think they make an eight or a seven seed this year. Um, especially my thing with them now is it started. It's time to trade away one or two of those young players. Um, to start out with, I thought maybe Ingram was the one I would want to keep around, but with the way that Kuz has been playing this season, um, you know, he got his first start last night. So did, uh, Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball. Um, maybe Kuzma's the player to keep around, dude, and trade Brandon Ingram away. Um, as much as I like Ingram, I think that he's, he's a valuable asset, but I think that plays better into, uh, getting something for him as opposed because, dude, there's not enough minutes for Kuzma, Ingram, and LeBron James. There's just not. Um, and you know the the rest of those those pieces that they kind of brought in, um, they can rotate off the bench. You know, Stevenson can rotate off the bench. Rondo can rotate off the bench. Um, Beasley will rotate off the bench, and that's all well and good. But Ingram, unless they're going to turn Ingram into a shooting guard, but then at that point, you know, what's the point of keeping Josh Hart around, who uh, is also playing very well this season? Um, so I think that that's the best course of action there is to start thinking about trading away some of these guys uh, and building for the future. Because I feel like this stop for LeBron, um, as much as – you know, I think he'd want to go out and win another title. I don't think it's so much a prerogative for him anymore. Um, I think, honestly, I kind of think he would get off on, you know, pulling that team into the playoffs pretty much on his back. Um, I think that would be something that would, you know, that he would like to have been able to say he did. Um, and, you know, this is kind of something that I thought about, and maybe it's a little silly, but I think kind of LeBron enjoys getting to be a Laker uh, just because, you know, so many of the greats to ever play this game were Lakers. Um, and I think that's something that LeBron enjoys as well. And obviously uh, that move to L.A. I think is a lot more uh, – is about a lot more than basketball for LeBron. Um, I think he's thinking about after basketball with that move as well. I think I so. mean, if you look at, you know, what he's doing, he's got shows coming out. He's got movies coming out. Um, you know, he moved to a spot where he could get that done. He's got a lot more going for him than basketball at this point. So uh, it, ha- it definitely has a lot more to do with than just basketball. I and, mean, of course, right now LeBron's a basketball player, and LeBron doesn't like to lose. Um, but I don't think that's, that losing is going to continue to be a problem for that team once they're able to mesh a little bit. And, you know, it's uh, we'll see from there um, with everything else. Uh, they're really kind of the only ones. It's early in the season, and, you know, with as much as I do still kind of try to get into it at the beginning of the NBA season, it's hard for me to do while football's going on. 
Um, I mean, yeah, Philly's coming out and playing well again. Um, I think they kind of had to get it back together. Um, let's see who else. The Rockets. Uh, that that scuffle between the Rockets and the Lakers was hilarious, dude. Brandon Ingram was not about that foo foo shit. <laughs> Well, who was it? Rondo that spit in Chris Paul's face? He quote unquote spit on Chris Paul, yeah. which I don't think it didn't look to me like if he did, it was intentional. I think some spit might have just flew out of his mouth while he was talking to him. Um, but I mean that's that's Rondo for you, dude. Everybody knows that kid's a problem. Um, and him and Chris Paul have never been friends, so you know that's. Best case scenario for me at this point as a Lakers fan is we get that that seven or that eight seed in the playoffs, and we get to play Houston in the first round. That that'll be worth the season for me to see that for seven games. But, um, I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, uh, really the only thing worth talking about. Uh, Kawhi's played well. The Raptors are five and zero. Um. But, I mean, Golden State, dude, that's really the only thing to talk about in basketball right now. Cavaliers are shit. They're 0-5 or 0-4, whatever. Um, But, I mean, that was to be expected. LeBron was that whole team. Boston's playing well. Um, Minnesota's okay with all the shit that's going on over there with Jimmy Butler. Um, But, I mean, if we're going too early finals predictions, um, I mean, probably Golden State and Boston. Yeah, um, I'd pretty much have to echo those sentiments. Uh, you know, honestly, I could, uh, I could probably see, uh, I could maybe see, uh, Boston and Toronto in the, in the conference finals. And then for Golden State and, uh, you know, maybe the Rockets. I just, I don't feel like the Rockets got better. You know what I mean? No, they didn't. I think they might have gotten a little bit worse. Yeah, especially losing somebody like Trevor Ariza. I mean, they basically traded Trevor Ariza for Carmelo Anthony. And, I mean, Trevor Ariza plays defense. Carmelo Anthony doesn't. So, it's, I don't know. Melo, that would have been a better better move four or five years ago to get him into Houston with James Harden. But, I mean, at this point, dude – what good is – I mean, Melo hadn't even been good up to this point of the season. They just got – oh, the Jazz. Let's, um, they just got smacked by the Jazz last night, and I think uh, they're the next up-and-coming thing in the West, dude. Um, I think if any team is going to come out and give Golden State a run, um, it could be Utah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is fantastic. Rudy Gobert is arguably the best big man in the league. Uh, Derek Favors is solid. Rubio is solid. Um, and I mean, if, if anybody in the West is going to give Golden State a run for their money, I think Utah's the one to do it at this point. Um, the Rockets, I don't, like you said, I, they didn't get any better. Um, if anything, they got worse. So, and Chris Paul, all he does is get older. Uh, he's always injury prone. There's always a chance he's going to get injured and Harden just, and Harden disappears in the playoffs, dude. He's done it time and time again. Um, he disappears when it matters. So, like you said, 
they didn't get better. They got worse, and they didn't really have much room to do that if they wanted to keep. You know, you can't get worse and expect to keep up with Golden State at this point. And as hard as it is to believe, Golden State went out and got one piece better. And once he's back on the court and able to play, and that's, I mean, that's unfathomable almost. They're so goddamn good already. But, yeah, I think um, Golden State and Boston, they're they're easy favorites for me right now. Uh, Boston's health is going to come into play. Maybe Toronto can work their way up there. Um. You know, maybe, I don't know. I don't think Miami's really too much to to shake a stick at either. Um, they just, they're very underwhelming. Even their best player's a little underwhelming. Uh, you know, they signed Hassan to that big deal, and he kind of really didn't do anything last year. So, but again, it's early in the season, and I'll have a little bit better grasp on that once I'm actually to dive fully into it once football's over. So it's hard to call right now. Anything outside of Golden State's hard to call right now. Did I lose you? Hello. Oh, Halsey. <laughs> 